The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. 653. This is Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't know what to tell you other than you might need to separate your left ear from your right ear, and I'll do one show in your left ear and one show in your right ear because we have that much to cover today. Seriously. I know I'm joking. Calm down. Calm down, Scanlon. That's what we shout in the Blaze newsroom. Uh, We have a lot going on right now. Yes, we left here yesterday, and the discussion was about the leak, which wasn't a leak, and uh, the fact that Israel was the country that was named. We now know the city was Jerusalem, and this could be a problem The president is headed overseas in a couple of days and, uh, you know, he's going to have some meetings and, you know, he'll be talking with the Israelis. So everybody hang on. Since then, the former FBI director, Jim Comey, has told somebody in the press, namely the New York Times, also picked up by just about everybody else, that he has memos, notes he took after meeting with the president. Now, there are are folks who are a little upset because one of those memos apparently, allegedly, reportedly claims the president asked Comey to basically end the investigation into General Flynn, into Mike Flynn, and saying, you know, he's a good guy, etc. Can you can you put this to uh, put this to bed? And and if he did that, if the president did that. Yeah, I got a problem with that. I don't I don't think that's um, just a, a slight screw up. I think it's a pretty large screw up. And some people are saying this would meet the standard of obstruction of justice. And then there are others who remind us, well, it was not a criminal investigation. So can you have obstruction of justice? And I believe I believe you can even if it's just an intelligence investigation. So we'll see. Geraldo Rivera, not a guy I think is is actually on President Trump's side, but Geraldo Rivera tweeted today that that the the possibility of of President Trump telling telling the FBI director that he'd like him to go easy on on General Flynn 
Geraldo said that didn't even come close to meeting the standard of obstruction of justice. So you have people who don't really care about it, and people I thought would, like Geraldo, who are saying, ah, that doesn't meet the standard, to, to others who are out there already screaming about impeachment. Case in point, Representative Al Green, not the fantastic soul singer Al Green, Reverend Al Green, but Representative Al Green, I believe Louisiana, just uh, a few short minutes ago. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the President of the United States of America for obstruction of justice. I do not do this for political purposes, Mr. Speaker. I do this because I believe in the great ideals that this country stands for. Liberty and justice for all. The notion that we should have government of the people, by the people, for the people. I do it because, Mr. Speaker, there is a belief in this country that no one is above the law. And that includes the president of the United States of America. Well, you know, well said. A little speechifying there by Representative Al Green. Sidebar, I had to actually look up Al Green's bio because I, I thought when I'm watching him, when I'm watching him on, on the C-SPAN, I thought maybe he was blind because he squints when he speaks all the time. And maybe I'm wrong. There's nothing mentioned in his in his bio, that he is visually challenged, but he has uh, he has his eyes open in a couple of pictures. But it just he looks to be a guy who has uh, impaired vision or something. But this was the first big call to my my recollection inside the House of someone calling for the impeachment of President Trump. Now that requires high crimes and misdemeanors, does it not? Yeah, I, I think it does. I think it does. And and is are we there yet? Are we there yet? You have to wonder. Are we are we at the point where we're hitting high crimes and misdemeanors? Well, over in the Senate yesterday, Chuck Schumer led a small delegation, but he stood up in the well of the Senate and he got really dramatic. This was from Chuck Schumer yesterday afternoon. Mr. President, in a week full of revelation after revelation, on a day when we thought things couldn't get any worse, they have. I was shaken by the report in the New York Times that alleged that the president tried to shut down an active FBI investigation into a close political associate. And we are only one day removed from stunning allegations that the president may have divulged classified information to a known adversary. Concerns about our national security, the rule of law, the independence of our nation's highest law enforcement agencies are mounting. The country is being tested in unprecedented ways. Oh my God. I say, to all of my colleagues in the Senate. History is watching. I yield the floor. 
Could you be any more dramatic, Chuck? Seriously. Seriously, I, I was waiting for a tear to come down and for Chuck to be looking down and seeing some garbage floating in a river and and have a tear coming down his cheek as if to say, this makes me so sad. Now, granted, the, the charge, if it is accurate, if the memo, which none of us have seen, the New York Times has reported on it, if the memo, which Jason Chaffetz wants to see, and I hope he gets it soon, if it's real, it's serious, right? But to to lose our minds, Representative Green, Senator Schumer, the tad premature, a pr- premature. John McCain was talking about first of all the uh, the I'm using air quotes here the leaks. Because, again, if the president decides he can say the information out loud, he is declassifying it. It's not a leak, Chucky. The other issue, the obstruction issue, is yet to be decided. But here was McCain. McCain made a couple interesting statements in the last 24 hours. Here's the first one with John McCain talking about the alleged leak of information. Turns out, according to the Washington Post, that mm-hmm. President Trump revealed highly classified information to the Russians last week. What do you? What's your reaction? Well, if it's true, obviously it's disturbing. But I think we've got to find out more before I could comment. I I just can't comment on every news story. So, but obviously, if it's a, it's not a not a good thing. Should it be part of the investigation here going forward? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's wait and see what 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 this result. Yeah, let's wait and see how this resolves. And I I think that's uh, kind of important. You're hearing a lot of hallway conversations because the media swarm in the Capitol in both the House and the Senate is catching people in those rotundas. So you're hearing people walking by in the background. The sound is echoing everywhere. But the media is obsessed with impeachment. The media is obsessed because this will drive business to the cable news channels. It isn't about whether it's right or wrong. It's about eyeballs. It's about getting people to tune in. And so uh, I don't know if you listened to Glenn earlier playing the the contemporaneous montage. Well, there's also another montage out there that has uh, sort of a collection of all the media outlets who are bringing up impeachment, who are fascinated with the possibility of impeachment. This is a montage of American cable channels pushing the impeachment narrative. Listen how many times they ask it. Welcome back. You're watching MSNBC. I'm Stephanie Rule. The calls are growing for the ouster of President Trump. Another member of Congress wants him impeached. Is that potentially impeachable if it's an obstruction of justice? I think we're going to have to look into it a little bit further. We'll- you were saying that this could lead down the road to impeachment, but we weren't anywhere near that yet. Does this breaking news tonight change your view on that? Are true? Are we getting closer and closer to the possibility of yet another impeachment process? 
Reluctantly, Wolf, I, I have to say yes. Is it an impeachable offense if, in fact, the president obstructs justice? So in terms of impeachment, are you taking action, working with Republicans or doing anything that would actually move that agenda forward? Do you harbor any hopes that you will find a conservative legal mind to match your desire to proceed with impeachment? I think he can be looked at and perhaps even charged with obstruction of justice. I think that... So you mean impeachment proceedings? I beg your pardon? You mean impeachment proceedings? Impeachment originates in the House. House leadership and the Republican Party has shown no interest in that and seems like it's the furthest thing from their mind. You think that's going to change? Are you suggesting that President Trump should face impeachment? That's just about half of the montage. There is so much more. And Wolf seems to bring it up with every other guest. Wolf Blitzer seems to be one of the more fascinated news anchors who who wants to ask about impeachment. So it's on the minds of the media because it will drive the media ratings higher. It will mean money for the media. Impeachment equals money. Big money. I'm I'm not kidding. And I know it seems like it's off topic. But until we get the information, we really don't know. We really don't know. People are talking about uh, obstruction of justice and relating it back to the articles of impeachment against Richard Nixon. It was one of the things in one of the articles of impeachment that was written. And Nixon was never impeached, everybody. So let's stop saying Nixon was impeached. I know some folks out there have been saying it incorrectly. He was not. He, he might have been. But there was an a, uh, impeachment pending. There were articles of impeachment written, and one of them contained obstruction of justice. Now, does what Trump may have said to the former FBI director, does it rise to the level of obstruction? Geraldo says no. Jeffrey Tubin over on CNN, who is apoplectic over this, says yes. And there's every every opinion in between. We will have to see. Jason Chaffetz wants to see that memo, by the way. Jason Chaffetz briefly said this. I, I, I don't know if it's true yet, but I want to find out if that's actually out there. He's talking about the memo that claims that Donald Trump asked for the investigation to basically be shut down or cut down. We'll see. There's a bigger issue at hand on this. There's a, a Comey memo that talks about if this is true, I have a bigger problem with this other memo than I do with the uh, with the request to go easy on Flynn. I'll explain it to you after the break. It is... Um, It's big news because, for me, it's the most important issue, the most important right, the most important freedom. And if this is the way the president feels, it's my red line in the sand. I'll explain next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. 
call a place for mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call a place for mom at 1 800 803 6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just around the corner, it's Wednesday, so that means it's a Wellness Wednesday. And despite the fact that all of this is swirling around the White House and the Trump presidency, we are not moving Dr. Jorge. He has a very important topic he wants to speak to us about. So if you're a Dr. Jorge fan, no fear, he'll be here. And, uh, you know, we agree on some things. We disagree on others politically, but we agree on health. When I left, I was talking about the question of whether or not the Comey memos could actually be evidence that the president was uh, obstructing justice, as some have said. And could that be uh, a reason, an impeachable reason? And that's today's question of the day. If the president asked Comey to kill the Flynn probe, is that obstruction of justice and impeachable? And currently, and we're still, we're only five hours into this, 26% of you say yes, 20% are not sure, 54% say no, it's not. And because it's not criminal, the probe, some of you have thought that it can't be obstruction of justice. I'm not a lawyer. I'll speak to one a little bit later in the show. We're also trying to get uh, Lise Wheel on. She's a lawyer. She went to Harvard. She knows all this stuff. See if she can weigh in on this. Emily Zanotti joins us at the top of the next hour, so we'll get to that. But I have a bone to pick with the president. If, if the Comey memos are legit, there is a memo that would cross my red line if the content in it is true. The New York Times reports that Donald Trump also suggested that Comey should put members of the media in prison if they published leaks from the White House. Now, I got a big problem with that. The First Amendment is there in the first spot for a reason. It's the most important one. It guarantees the freedom of the press. It guarantees freedom of speech. It guarantees freedom of assembly. It guarantees, Mr. President, that if we in the, in the media get information that we decide is necessary to, to share with the people, that that's the deal. And I'm sorry, this kind of statement, if it's true, again, if it's true, and Comey, Comey's alleged memos claim that it's true that that the president asked the then FBI director to put reporters in prison. That's in quote, quote, reporters in prison for publishing leaks. Now, Mr. President, here here's my problem. If you really feel that way, sir, that's what a dictator feels. That's what a despot feels. That's what that's what Putin feels. And we know how he treats journalists. If that truly is how you feel, sir, we have a problem. You don't publish these leaks without giving it great consideration. The journalists who are out there, the, most of them, even though they might have a liberal, a liberal leaning, most of them want to be credible. 
they don't want to do it just to be scandalous. So if one of your people leaks to a journalist and that leak, true information, gets published, why is it the journalist's fault? Why is that a criminal offense? You know, that's like, Mr. President, taking off your shoes and and Melania goes, Donald, your shoes stink. And you're going to blame your socks. It's your feet that cause your shoes to stink, Mr. President. You don't blame your socks. If your staff is leaking, how dare you? How dare you blame the media? And yeah, this is my red line. This is absolutely my red line. I will fight for all of the press, even the left-leaning press I don't agree with. So I want to know. I want to see all of these memos. I want to know. If you're against the press, you're against the people. You're against free speech. That's not a president. That's a dictator. We have to find out. We'll be back with Dr. Jorge on Piero Pelkin. to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. With Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka on this very busy Wednesday. Uh, so much going on, and we'll give you the latest. There's there is more to discuss, and uh, Lise Wheel is going to be joining us an hour from now. Emily Zanotti from Heat Street at the top of the next hour. But as we do every Wednesday, we talk health, and I, I could do a whole show on health, especially with this guy. Because he speaks, he speaks common sense and health, and he speaks it very clearly in a way each of us can understand it. His name is Dr. Jorge Rodriguez. He is just Dr. Jorge to millions on the Internet and in the TV world. And uh, he's Dr. Jorge to me, too, because he's a, he's a friend and, and somebody I consider uh, one of the smartest people I know. And I know some pretty darn smart people. Dr. Jorge, welcome back, my friend. How's your week? Uh, my week is great, and thank you for that intro. You know, I, yeah, thank you, Mike. I consider you pretty smart myself. So, well, you know, mutual it's the mutual society. mutual admiration society here that we have on. Absolutely, uh, I tell I tell everybody you need to follow Dr. Jorge on Twitter and especially online at drjorge.com. dot com. One of the things Dr. Jorge focuses on is to try and. Give away a free consultation basically every week with his Wellness Wednesday segments. And we've talked about everything from the most sensitive stuff to uh, just common sense stuff. And and one of the things that you and I both agree on, uh, the the problem of opioid addiction is something I think is one of the biggest risks to our country, to all of our freedom. And no, you know, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Well, um, you know what? I, I'm kind of overwhelmed, seriously, by just if I were just to throw out statistics 
it's really incredible. Um, first of all, opioids are things like uh, Vicodin, uh, OxyContin, uh, heroin. All right, all of those are things that basically take away pain, numb you up. And there's a huge epidemic in this country that is killing at least 30 to 40,000 people a year. Um, Wait a minute. Hold on a second, doctor. Um, That's more people than die in car wrecks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, More people die in car wrecks. Yeah, that that are killed. And I mean, really, the statistics are staggering. For example, uh, I'm going to take some responsibility here for my group of people, the physicians, because part of the problem is overprescription of opioid medications. In 2012, these are the last statistics that they had. I'm sure there are more now. Healthcare providers wrote approximately 260 million prescriptions for opioid pain medication in the U.S. That's approximately one bottle of pills for every American, regardless of their age. All right. There's something wrong there. And and as a physician, let me tell you, I, I, I know, I bet you for a fact that I have been fooled multiple times, you know, through the years by people requesting um, pain medication Obviously for pain, because the question is this, how do you prove that someone has pain or not? Right. So yeah. and then people have gotten a lot smarter. You know, they know what to add. They know what to say. They know where to go. Um, so one of the biggest problems, I think, is how to regulate uh, physicians for, pres- for prescribing uh, narcotic um, medication. Um so that, that, that's staggering. What's also staggering to me um, is that of people that are addicted um, to narcotics um, in the age group of 12 to 17, 12 to 17 year olds. All right, we're not talking 40, 30 year olds. You know, they say that there are approximately 150,000 children, all right, in this country who are addicted to pain medication at this time. So this Jeez. this is an epidemic that spans all age groups. And, you know, part of it definitely has to do with illegal medication, illegal heroin coming in um, into this country. Uh, that is a huge part of it. But also a huge part of it is the accessibility to prescription drugs. Well, what I understand, and tell me if I'm wrong, Dr. Jorge, and we're talking to Dr. Jorge Rodriguez every Wednesday, Wellness Wednesday, we're discussing a real serious topic here, opioid addiction, which has led to a crime problem, a death problem, an addiction problem. It's a widespread problem that has a suppressive effect on our economy, on our families, on our work. It touches all aspects of our life. So if you don't think it's affecting you, You've got your head in the sand. And correct me if I'm wrong as I was going to dive into this. Here's how I understand it. It gets in. Somebody breaks an arm, gets gets a a cast and has some pretty bad pain, goes to the doc. Doc says, here, here's your oxycodone. Take this for two weeks. The bone should heal. The pain should lessen. You finish up two weeks later. Now you want that uh, that pill. And maybe you can talk your doctor into re-upping you for one more 
10-day cycle or whatever it is, but now your body has a physical addiction because this is an addictive drug that is out there. And if you can't get it, the options are cheap because uh, Oxycontin on the street it ain't cheap, uh, but you can get heroin pretty readily because heroin is very cheap. And now we're finding yeah, cheap heroin yeah. and fentanyl, which is 10 times as powerful as heroin and is also a lot more deadly. And is this yeah. this is how this this cycle, this downfall happens? It, it happened. That's one of the ways it happens. One of the ways is that people that are introduced to narcotics through prescriptions do become addicted. Obviously, there are just the recreational users and, you know, that, that's happened. And, you know, my, my, my practice is in a pretty tony area of Los Angeles. And before that, I was in Newport Beach. So one of the things that I want to make very clear, this addiction crosses all gender barriers, all socioeconomic barriers, all, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic, it affects everybody. Actually, what I see the heroin abuse the most is in well, the kids of well-to-do families, you know, that are almost bored. Maybe I see them because they come here to California and they can afford the 30000 you know, bucks uh, a month um, rehab facilities. But I, I don't want people to think that this is not about us. It's just about them. All right. It's about everybody. And another thing that we don't think about, Mike, is we're not only losing financial resources, we're losing human resources. Oh, Meaning yeah. when we when we use when we lose young people. All right. We don't know who we've lost. We don't know if we've lost the great big inventor, you know, the great the next scientist that could have found a cure for cancer. We don't know. So we are losing resources. And as a country, that's very detrimental. Uh, and, and there's a big stigma. There's a big stigma, you know, about um, addiction. And addiction is a disease. And one of the big questions that needs to be answered is how far do we go, right, to try to cure people of this addiction? Some people are very hardline. And they're like, you know what? They're addicted. Too bad. They got that way. We shouldn't spend a buck on them. Um, you know, as a doctor, that is completely contrary to, to the oath that I took. Um, so I don't know the answer. Uh, I'm, well, unfortunately, I know, yeah. I, I'm going to lead you to a guy that you should pay attention to because he's trying to do on a bipartisan basis. Senator Chris mm -hmm. Coons of Delaware, who is a friend, right. who, who is pushing for uh, expanded money. And I know it's taxpayer dollars, but it's expanded money to deal with treatment. And treatment, we, obviously, we need to deal with the supply. We need to cut off the supply. Your profession, as you have said, needs to be better at cutting off the distribution from the professional end. Law enforcement Absolutely. has to deal with the incoming uh, of the interdiction against the uh, the drugs coming into this country. And then we've got to take those people we have and try and help them. And Coons is one of the guys who's pushing for uh, repurposing facilities that aren't doing the job in terms of any kind of health care into recovery care. And uh, I've seen what it does to families, doctor. I've seen what it does to middle class, oh, upper income families. And it's not just the addict. It's everybody in that house who is hurt. And unless and Absolutely. until we get our hands around this, we are going to have a long, 
a long tail on this problem, and I, I just want to try and rally as many voices from as many different corners as possible to get the word out. Yeah. And if if you're out there and you have this problem in your family, it's not something to be ashamed of. It's as the doctor said, it's an addiction that needs help. So reach it's out to your community everywhere. Yeah, so it you know, a disease. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, and and it now is, it's a it social is. disease that goes into all aspects of our country. Sure, because it contributes to crime. It contributes, you know, to, to, to financial issues. It destroys families emotionally, financially. So what I urge your listeners is that when this comes up, you know, when this comes up, and it should be a, a big issue when we discuss health care. And you know my opinion. I think the healthcare system in this country is so screwed up, and and our emphasis are completely in in the wrong places. We we should be promoting more preventive care. The twenty five percent of what we spend in this country is spent in the last twenty years of a, of a person's life. Um, we should try to be avoiding people getting to that part, you know, getting so sick later on in life. So our, our money is spent to putting out fires as opposed to preventing them as far as health care. And this is one of those things where right now there's a fire. And what we need to do is be smart on how to prevent it from getting, you know, there. And as unsavory as it may be for some people to want to talk about this and as easily as it can be to point you know, that these people are just good-for-nothing addicts. The people that are addicted to opioids range from adolescents to CEOs of organizations. And yeah, guarantee I really do you, think that, yeah, yeah. There's one in your life somewhere that you don't know, and absolutely. maybe more than one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have work to do, doctor. And this yes, topic sir, is not do. over in it's one conversation. That's right. that's, that's we're, we're making people aware. Well, that's that's key. And I think in the future, we'll talk about any innovations in treatment, any breakthroughs in in care for recovery and all that stuff. And, and we will we will continue the conversation. But I'm so appreciative of your your professional angle on it and the fact that you called out your brothers and sisters in the medical world and said, we have to be better because I think we have to be uh, better. We, we all have, need we to, be to be better. better. Yeah, we have to be better. Police, maybe what maybe um, narcotic medication should you be prescribed by just one type of physician, you know, that can be more easily, you know, followed to see what they're prescribing, you know, pain specialist. I don't know, but the solution it needs to happen fairly quickly. I think. I'm with you, Doctor Jorge Rodriguez is his name. Follow him on Twitter. Find him online, Doctor Jorge. Dot com. Uh, he's my buddy, and uh, he'll be here. I hope next week to talk about whatever else is here. coming up and. Thank yeah, you, sir. you know what? Ebola is, is rearing its ugly head again. Oh, now yeah, now I won't sleep again. <laughs> I I got to right, take sir. a break. I'm freaking out. We'll talk about Ebola next week. Thank you, doctor. When we get back, uh, oh boy, now I now I got to go deal with the Ebola thing. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Puro Pelka. You know, I almost, I almost talked myself out of time there with Dr. Jorge, but I feel very passionately about us getting ahead of the opioid addiction in this country. It's, it's taking too many lives, way too many. And I'm one of those people who's against a lot of, a lot of drugs. I don't take drugs. I used to only take over-the-counter pain medication because my knees were bugging me. And then just over two months ago, I discovered Relief Factor. It's all natural, anti-inflammatory. It's helped thousands of people all over the place, but it's helped me. And that's been the most important thing. Try the three-week quick start pack. Trust me. It'll work for you. It's 1995. You usually get results in seven to 10 days. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Yesterday, I read a letter from a listener named Hannah who said they ordered Relief Factor for her husband two weeks ago. He's a vet, had some pretty nasty injuries in the service to his back and his spinal column. And this is the first thing he's found that works. He used to take Percocet every day. And all that did was make him sick and lethargic. And now Hannah says her husband is giving the kids piggyback rides. They're able to go out hiking and shopping together, something they haven't done in very long while. Try Relief Factor. I'm, I'm telling you, it worked for me. It will bring hope to so many of you. 800-500-8384, Relief Factor. When we get back, we're going to talk with Emily Zanotti. We have to talk about the president the president and what he's up to. Plus, Emily is uh, sharing details about the romper for men. It's called the romp him. Oh, I don't know. I think this this could cause some problems in marriages all around the country. Uh, but we'll talk about the president who just finished up his remarks at the Coast Guard commencement in New London, Connecticut. And we'll continue with our discussion on on whether or not any of this really means anything. Or is it just a distraction? That's next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka, only on the Blaze Radio Network. First hour of the show in the books already. It is Pure Opelka. You, of course, are welcome at any time to join the conversation. 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. One of the things that is on the agenda today is the vital question of the day. And I have asked uh, earlier this morning, because we're following up on, on this rumor of the Comey, Comey uh, memos. There's more than one. If the president really did ask the, the then FBI director to kill the Flynn probe, is it obstructed, obstruction of justice and everybody take a gulp? Impeachable? Currently, 28% of you say yes, 52% say no, 20% are not sure. That uh, That's a pretty interesting split. And actually, to to put a cherry on top of this brief, before we invite Emily Zanotti in, 
the president just finished speaking at the graduation of the Coast Guard, uh, co- the Coast Guard commencement in New London, Connecticut. And he, uh, he talked about his relationship briefly with the media. Look at the way I've been treated lately, especially by the media. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. You can't let them get you down. You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. You know, Mr. President, you can't say that nobody's been treated that any worse than you and then say you can't let them get you down. Because if you didn't care about it, you wouldn't say anything about it. All right. I'll go off on this for an hour. Joining me to discuss uh, everything that's going on in the world, because, you know, everything is happening all at the same time today. Uh, My pal from Heat Street, a fellow Chicagoan who braves Chicago to this day. I don't know how she does it, and yet she does. Emily Zanotti from Heat Street, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm still envious. You got to be in Paris and in France during the last election. Uh, You were kind enough to share some uh, private thoughts from the streets as I'm invading uh, you and James's space while you're bouncing around the countryside. But thank you for that. Uh, You didn't buy any. Did you by any chance hang out and bounce over to Portugal for the 100th anniversary of Fatima? We did not. We're considering going actually um, in October when they do all of the um, official stuff at Fatima. So there's going to be a declaration in October. So we might be going over there in October. I did not know about John Paul II putting the bullet from his assassination attempt into the crown at the shrine. Mm -hmm. And I, I read about that this weekend and I got a chill thinking about that. It's just amazing. So October again, um, uh, maybe you should organize a tour. See, I I think you guys would be great (laughs) tour guides. We're good if you want to eat a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're we're good if you just want to spend a lot of time eating and going to military history points of interest. (laughs) You know, I'll bet you this audience would say, yes, we'd like to see history. Uh, military history, some religious history, and eat well. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, a winner. Like you need a third right? job, right? You need, yeah, right. <laughs> you need so, what do you make of all this, Emily Zanotti? You've got you've got law training. You've got the you've got the knowledge of the Constitution from the perspective of somebody who who studied the law. Uh, mm-hmm. This situation with Comey's memo, if if the memos are true. Is this obstruction of justice? Obstruction of justice is a really difficult concept, particularly when you consider that Mike Flynn didn't really end up being convicted of anything. The investigation went on. Uh, Mike Flynn eventually just left the administration. He was booted from the administration, and that was considered punishment. He went back to private life. So there's a big question as to what justice exactly he was obstructing. And also you have to remember that Donald Trump is actually the head of the executive branch, which includes James Comey. So if James Comey was concerned that Donald Trump might be doing something untoward, he certainly had the right to be a whistleblower. He certainly could have kept records. 
But in this case, we're not entirely sure what Donald Trump was asking him to do. Could he end the investigation? Is that possible? Was Trump demanding that he end the investigation? We're going to have to hear a little bit more. And certainly that's going to come from James Comey. Hopefully that'll come from the White House. But it's way, way, way too early to be calling this a felonious obstruction of justice. That's a very clearly explained, so even average Joe like me could understand it, uh, breakdown of this. So I appreciate that. The other side of this, there is another claim that the Times makes. And, you know, I understand the Times has an editorial perspective on things that's different than mine. And there mm-hmm. is a an allegation that the president also suggested to the then director of the FBI that that he lock up journalists who print leaks. And I got a chill and I, I really said, mm-hmm. OK, that's my red line right there, right there, Mr. President. Yeah. If you did say that, we got problems. Is, is yeah, this even- as a journalist who made it through the Obama administration as well, because we have to remember that a lot of this coverage just started when Donald Trump came into office. But Barack Obama had the same kind of relationship with journalists that this is an evidence of. I mean, James Rosen was wiretapped by the Obama administration. His parents were wiretapped. There has been a continual animosity with um, with journalists from the presidential quarters for the last maybe 10 or 12 years. This is pushing it in an entirely different direction. Can I lock up? journalists? No, no, you cannot lock up journalists. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what what comes of that allegation, which I actually agree with you. I think that's the more serious allegation here. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of heat for standing up. And I said, look, this is something that, believe it or not, I could stand shoulder to shoulder with Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow Mm -hmm. if this is an issue. And that's probably the only thing on which we we would stand shoulder to shoulder. But yet there Mm -hmm. it is. Uh, We'll have to see. And I guess the only way for any of this to become real is for the memos to get into Jason Chaffetz's hands and for Comey to sit down and testify publicly. He said he wants to talk in public. Yes. Are we we even close to that? We're probably getting close to that. I don't know exactly when this will happen, but if he wants to testify, it's almost certain that the Republicans will allow him to testify. There's going to be questions, of course, as to what he can and can't say. He can say a lot more now than he could as a member of the Trump administration, but that doesn't mean he's completely able to say everything. Now, we also have his memos, which will be admissible, and we'd like to see those, too, Uh, Those were what we call in the legal field a contemporaneous writing. So they're definitely evidence of what he was feeling and thinking and witnessed at the time. So they become admissible evidence, too. So these are all things we're going to have to look at. And I think hopefully we will get a look at this because these are serious things that are happening. Yeah, I think this is going to go on. I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors that there are a bunch of people telling the president he should cancel his overseas trip. Uh, I don't see that happening. Any reality on your end in that that latest bubbling under rumor? I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he's he's anxious to get out of the domestic sphere. And, of course, 
the New York Times isn't going to stop digging in his stuff if he leaves for overseas. And he really wants to make these speeches in the Middle East, as far as we can tell. So he believes that that's something he has to do right away. I don't think he's going to give that up just because the Washington Post has got its undies in a knot. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I don't think he's canceling it either. I just, I never know if you've uncovered something. Like you, you know, we're talking to Emily Zanotti (laughs) from Heat Street, and she uncovered a really big story this week, a story that I've been obsessed with uh, because I'm a person who follows Kickstarter stuff and Indiegogo stuff, and I I do not know how I missed the romper for men known as the romp him. This this article of clothing, which to give it to give it the Michael Pelka explanation, it's a jumpsuit that somebody blinged out, tricked up, and then cut the legs off and made shorts out of it. So it's a it's a right. man's jumpsuit that's shorts shorts length. But it's not like if you think about when I think about jumpsuits, I think of like Winston Churchill's boiler suit, which still looks pretty manly um this is not manly this is like a short suit um it looks like something that you'd put on a child like a little boy for pictures um or prince george might wear it's it's like this little overgrown onesie for men and it's terrifying i i do not want to live in this world if this is where we're going i'm just waiting for someone to actually put this in a prenup that at any time, if your spouse shows up either wearing one of these or admitting to ordering one with the intention of wearing it, that right. that is that is a reasonable a reasonable exit moment in that relationship. Uh, I think the, any although, church would grant an annulment. <laughs> any church, that's right. I, you know, ISIS would grant you an annulment for this. Even, even, <laughs> But we're looking at it. If you go on to Kickstarter, you can you can put in the romp him. Romp him is all one word. Or you can go to Heat Street and see Emily's done the the research on it here. They initially set up, and this is a Chicago company. Have you talked to these guys? Mm-hmm. I Chicago, have not been able. They say they they've been underwater. They have not been able to respond to media inquiries. Well, it's being it was conceived, designed, and will be made in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. And they they set out I thought it was a joke when I said, Okay, they they want to sell ten thousand dollars worth of this stuff. They are currently, as we speak, almost at a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in <laughs> <Thank> pledged <God. laughs> And that's almost doubled since yesterday. So when we first started working on the story back on Monday they had just cleared 10,000. They were like at 14 or 16,000. When I checked yesterday, they were at 70,000. So now you're saying that they've actually doubled that. They're now at 150,000. Like there's and, nothing and, else you guys can give your money to? Come on. Well, you know, I'm sure this is there. I would bet a third of these are you lost a bet and you have to wear this to. <laughs> The next company picnic or family picnic, because, you know, ask your husband, uh, do you guys ever bet that you have to wear the loser's hockey jersey? Yes, of course you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But this one with the front shirt pocket, the adjustable waist, the zippered back pocket, deep pockets, front and back. I I will bet the guys I play golf with that somebody has to wear the romp him (laughs) 
<laughs> during a tournament if they lose a round because it's it's just worth it. It's fantastic. Well, you should bet now, too, because there's actually a 4th of July limited edition that is Stars and Stripes related. So if you order, like, in the next week or so, you can get you can get a patriotic romper, which I'm seems looking more at, embarrassing than just the regular one. I'm looking at the patriotic 4th of July special edition, which is a little extra <laughs> money. It's almost 200 mm, it's, bucks. It's a little yeah, it's but it looks like something my little sisters wore to a family picnic 30 years ago mm-hmm. on the south side of Chicago. But it it is a, a wonderful distraction from all the insanity here. Yeah. And I, I sure appreciate you bringing it to my attention because now I have to figure out who I can bet. I got to have somebody <laughs> I can bet to. We, we have to be able to embarrass someone. I know, the president. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> no, not no, you know, I, <laughs> no, somebody would be fired so fired for giving that to Donald Trump. But, uh, you know, you wear it around Trump National. I think the shorts, frankly, are too short to wear on a golf course. Yes. Uh, most golf courses would go, no, 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 no. You, you, yeah. you have to go. I don't think you'd be able to wear them doing any sort of physical activity. I mean, I, they seem a little too short. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. 1970s NBA short length. You know, it's, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely Sears catalog circa 1975. <laughs> and it scares me that you know that because you're not old enough <laughs> to know that. Emily Zanotti from Heat Street. Thank you, my friend. I hope uh, I hope you'll visit with us again soon. Anytime. Thank you. She's on Twitter. She's all over the Internet. Her stuff is on Heat Street, which is heatst.com. It's the um, newer online version of the Wall Street Journal for the cool kids. And that's why we love Emily Zanotti and the stuff she covers. She covers serious stuff from Comey to Hillary to the romp him. Yeah, I know. It's silly. When we get back uh, around the corner, we have Lise Wheel. She's going to continue the discussion on the Comey situation. But I have to get with you uh, with some serious talk about an ad McDonald's ran that I find to be offensive. And we'll try and deal with it next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I need more time than I have allotted here to get into this McDonald's story. But there is a story from Mickey D's. And and I am admittedly one of the people who loves some Mickey D's. I get I get the same craving everybody else says. They There was a survey recently that asked people, 
if you ever go for a burger, what's the burger you crave? And it was the Big Mac. So, yeah, I'm a Big Mac craver and maybe a quarter pounder, but rarely more than once a month. And the French fries. Yes, the French fries. Okay, you caught me. But McDonald's did something in England that just really has spun me out. Uh, and I just need a little more time to dig into it completely. And so uh, I'll have to hold it till after we talk to Lise Wheel, which we're going to do just around the corner. Also, there was something that happened on um, Jimmy Fallon's program last night that I think is worth noting. When we talk about the situation with Donald Trump and the, the problem with leaks in the White House, see, that bothers me more than some of the things the president said, because the president is the president and he's allowed to declassify information. And as Emily pointed out, he's allowed to, as the head of the executive branch, talk to the people who work for him, like the director of the FBI and until we get it out of Comey's mouth, we don't know exactly what kind of pressure was exerted. But it's the leaks that bother me. It's the leaks from the White House that I find most disturbing. And apparently, so did Jimmy Fallon and his writers when they gave us this little gem last night. Are you a man in your 70s? Yes. Are you dealing with an embarrassing problem? Yes. Are you unable to stop yourself from uncontrollable and messy leaks? Yes! Well, don't worry, because now there's Depends for Presidents. Whether it's information about Russia, the Middle East, or even... China! You don't have to fire anyone. Just get Depends for Presidents. Stop your own leaks. Yeah, stop your own leaks. There's more from Fallon last night. There apparently was something that somebody noticed... In Donald Trump's speech to the graduates at Liberty University last week, remember during the convention last summer where we had the the mess up with Melania Trump pretty much lifting Michelle Obama's speech? <laughs> well, apparently Mr. Trump may have lifted or has a speechwriter who lifted something from a movie, a very famous movie. When we get back, uh, we'll we'll dive into the Trump situation a little more, and we'll talk to Lise Wheel, author, trial lawyer, really smart person, and she'll weigh in on all this next on Pure Opelka. We'll ask, is it legal? You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. And, um, you know, I I know I I get angry with some of the snowflakes and the social justice warriors out there when they are constantly talking about how things aren't fair. And it's just not fair. And they want fairness. And they get all bent out of shape and they protest and they make signs and all that stuff. And, And I was... 
I was just getting ready to introduce our next guest, and it's somebody I've watched for years and uh, followed her career, and and now I'm kind of tempted to say it's just not fair. It's just not fair. You can't be you can't be this smart and then be this good of a writer as well in the entertainment area of things. I'm talking about Lise Wheel, and you we watched her regularly on Fox. I, I want to scream, is it legal at her whenever I see her? And now the 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 um, the newsmakers novel series that the next one is about to come out, the Separatist, or it's you can actually get it now online. And I'm thinking you're not allowed to have this much talent in both real life serious stuff and in fiction and novel writing. So um, I, I would just want that on record, Miss Wheel, that uh, it's just not fair. Well, thank you so. Well, thank you so much. What a great introduction! It's just not fair. Gosh darn it! It's just not. It's just not fair. You can be this smart. You can get the Harvard education. You can be, you know, so good on the TV, and then you also have this gift of creating this these wonderful tales and the, the newsmaker novel series. Of course, the Separatists, the latest one out. I everybody asks you, and I'm not above asking you either. Um, this uh, Erica Sparks character, a little autobiographical? Well, yeah, you could say. I mean, she's the intrepid reporter that's out there to get the truth. But I got to tell you, it's really scary in writing these books. I mean, the last one was about the candidate, you know, and, it, it you know, about it, it, was, it was really a wild ride with that one. And with this one, with the separatists and the secession movement, and the real possibility that one political party, whether it's the left or the right, I mean, it doesn't really matter which one, gets so angry that they kind of say, you know, forget it. Uh, we're just going to split apart, and we're just going to create um, our own country, and uh, to heck with the rest of you. And so Erica Sparks is out there, and she's, you know, trying to cover what's going on with that, and she uncovers, of course, you know, as Erica only could do, a, a sinister part to all of that. But, you know, it really it really is sort of life imitating art or art imitating life or whatever that expression is, because, you know, when I write, I, I do look around, and, of course, you do think about politics as they are and think, you know, this really could happen, because one party or the other gets so angry with and, and just says, I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. I just want to get out of the mess and just create our own society. And well, I think, we, and, you know, we, we're, we're so, we're, we can see it. We can actually see it happen. And we are we're, seeing we're it not, happen. We're not far from it, right? Because we, we right. are, there are states that are talking about breaking up. Absolutely. There are discussions of, you know, there are a lot of people on the left coast and the right coast who would like to say, we'll take the coastline. All you people in the middle can yeah. have your own Second Amendment country. And, you know, some of us are going, hey, wait a minute. I, I don't mind a little bit of the East Coast. Calm down. So, yeah, it does feel like it, it's uh, not only a little autobiographical, but also a little bit torn from the headlines here. Uh, we're talking to Lise Wheel, if you just tuned in. She is uh, a, a prominent trial lawyer, worked as a federal prosecutor. You saw her on Fox News, and we always like to yell, is it legal? In your segment, because I'm I'm yelling it at home all the time. They can't do that. Is that illegal? So I'm glad you're here today, not just to plug your book, but to talk about the situation we're facing in, in 
in the White House and along with the the reports of these Comey uh, contemporaneous memos that are out there, I've never seen the word contemporaneous used in so many places in one day. And um, I, I guess this is just like the, the legal world's way of saying you keep a journal. Is that a fair comparison? It, it's a very nice comparison. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like it's like keeping a journal. And but it lands you, you know, right uh, in impeachment world. And Do, does it? Where, well, it does, because in the world of politics, and remember, impeachment is politically driven. I said politically, and I am using my words very carefully here, politically, political and politically driven not legally driven and i i am so careful about this and i and i dare say i have a right to be because i do have knowledge about impeachment as i worked on the impeachment of president clinton mm-hmm. um i really was one of the lawyers i was hired by the democrats so i was hired by the minority i was by the minority side to represent the uh, Judiciary Council um, in the impeachment of President Clinton. So I didn't represent President Clinton. I represented the minority side, which, of course, represented, you know, was kind of on the side of President Clinton. And so I saw up close and personal what it is to go through an impeachment of a president of the United States. And I saw that it is completely politically driven, not legally driven, although there's all sorts of terms about high crimes and misdemeanors and things like that. So what's being bandied around today is this notion, I mean, this is just me looking at it, but I, I mean, I don't often say that I've got, you know, some real background in something, but this one I do, okay? So I'll really step up and say, there ain't not that many lawyers out there that do, maybe 20 of us in the country that are living, that have actually lived through this, and I'm one of them. And so what's being bandied around right now is whether or not what President Trump did could possibly rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. The, the memo that's out, the potential memo that's out there, let's just assume it is, saying, hey, you know, um, you know, call me, could you just sort of like make this go away, make this investigation, you know, just go away. Is that obstruction? If that's obstruction, um, then, you know, clearly the argument would be that would rise to a level of high crimes and misdemeanors. If that rose to a level of high crimes and mister misdemeanors, then that would be bing, bing, bing. That would be a an impeachment uh, level crime, if you will. OK, so that would be articles that would be then turned. Now it would be time to draw up articles, what they call articles of impeachment and get the whole process rolling with the committee in the Congress and then through the Senate, which is saying we're right back where we were with President Clinton. I mean, I, I, I'm blabbing along, so I know you need to, so you need to say something so I just don't take well, up all your time, uh, but I do have, I do I, have an opinion on how that would work and, and well, where we I, want to I, go down that route. I appreciate your clarity on the steps because we all, we all, like you said, we're not one of those 20 who are out there who went through the process before. And uh, unlike some other hosts you've appeared with, I don't like to jump in and cut you off. That's just me. 
I was raised differently. <laughs> oh, gee, so you I, think I've had that happen to me before? <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying it might have happened once or twice. It might have happened. I, I, I don't want to factor that in there, if you know what I'm saying. Just but factor that in. <laughs> you see what I did there. But so if this – here's my question, and maybe you have an opinion on this, like you might have hinted. If this does – if this all bears out as Comey has allegedly told the New York Times and other places that his contemporaneous memory remembers Trump asking him to end the Flynn probe, and I'm more concerned about him saying the president asked him to jail reporters who published leaks. That's a bigger problem for me. Um do you think the House, with its Republican majority, will have the, I guess, the courage of convictions to go forward with articles of impeachment and and move towards impeaching this president? Well, we're walking down that process a long way. Um, you know, then you again, it's, then you obviously get in the optics. I will tell you when the articles of impeachment were drawn up for President Clinton that, um, and I'd have to remember exactly the number. I mean, was it, like, was it 12 or 16? I'd have to go back and look, actually look at my notes, and there were boxes and boxes because it became, there were some that the public saw, obviously, but there were, that wasn't the actual number. Um, and when they were public, uh, hearings and the press was there there was a lot of vociferous debate when they were private and the press wasn't there not so much um so that you know the the press being there and the public eye and the scrutiny on these things has a huge impact on you know the debate that goes on and that's very important potentially to the outcome um now, Wait, are again, you trying we to don't t- have that much precedent to these things, yeah? Are you trying to tell me that politicians will act differently when there's a television camera on them? Gee, I mean, I'm just talking from my little old experience um, from that side as being one of the people that sat, you know, literally behind the politicians and gave them their talking points. Here, well, a congressman or congresswoman, here's what you're supposed to say. And I just kind of noticed that they really were a lot more interested when uh, the press was there. That that by, At that point, I was not a press person. I was a lawyer person. You know, well, so I've seen it from that, all perspectives. Um, that experience is, is uh, quite valuable and something we hope to hear about in the future. Uh, we're, we're talking with Lise Wheel. She has a brand new book out, the final series in the Newsmakers novels, The Separatists. You can find it on Amazon. If you're a Kindle reader, you can get it instantly, and it's a very good deal. If you're a, a, a person who likes to have a book in their hands like me, it's also available. Lise, I hope in the future you will come back if you want to discuss this more. We have an open door because I appreciate your historical perspective and uh, your opinions on it as well. So open door, thank my friend, you so, open door. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate that. And the historical perspective, you know, I just feel like you made me just feel, sound like a dinosaur. Can we just like, could they put that in a prettier way next yes. time? Yes. Like, she was in well, grammar well, school. We'll have to work and, on that one. As, as a child prodigy in grammar school, she studied the impeachment. <laughs> we'll get in. I'll fix it. I'll make well, good. We'll have to work now. on that one because now I just feel like I'm to turn 102 on this program. 
Well, you know, you just might be a student of history. Okay. It's just not fair. <laughs> All right. I, you, you're, this is the point where you tell me, stop digging. You're down in the hole. Stop digging. That's okay. Which I will. Stop, stop digging. No, no, my friend, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We, we part friends until the next time. How's that? Thank you. We'll put the gloves on again soon. Thank you, Lisa you Wheel. Have it. a great Take rest care. of your day. Have a great day. Uh, Bye-bye. The, her books are great. They're bestsellers, and you can find out more about it. And I really would like to know more about what she witnessed during the Clinton impeachment. But that's going to have to wait for another day. This is Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. You know, I was right. This show, uh, just three hours, may not be enough. We're going to have leftovers. We are going to have stuff left over today. So I'm trying to prioritize and get to the things that are perishable, if you will. Perishable. Uh, we talked about Trump and Geraldo and Jason Chaffetz wanting the memos. Uh, we didn't talk about President Obama. And, you know, People Magazine... Can we go back to the real purpose of People magazine? Uh, there was a movie back in the 80s that had Jeff Goldblum and a bunch of other kind of grown-up celebrities at the time. And uh, Glenn Close was in it. And Jeff Goldblum's character played a, a writer from a magazine like People magazine. And his his friends from college, they'd gotten together because somebody died. And his friends from college were basically saying, how can you write that that horrible stuff? And and he said, well, you know, we just have one rule that you can't write a story longer than the average person spends in the bathroom, because that's, I guess, where you're supposed to read it. And that's what I've always looked at People magazine as the the reading material when you're in the bathroom. And so when I read the story that People Magazine's People Politics, yes, they're into the politics now, that they they got quotes from some friends of the Obamas who dared to say that Barack called Donald Trump a BSer, only he didn't abbreviate. That Barack Obama called Donald Trump a BSer. Oh my gosh, we're supposed to be surprised, aren't we? We're supposed to be shocked and appalled that, that President Obama, who was harangued for years by Donald Trump, who was called out by Trump dozens of times, fired back with something less than gracious. People magazine, stay in your lane, would you? Really, stay in your lane. When we get back next hour, I have to break down my McDonald's anger because I'm very upset with McDonald's. Also, there's more on Donald Trump and his commencement speeches. And uh, a prominent Republican is calling what Donald Trump allegedly did as grounds for impeachment. I'll share names next. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network.
on demand. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, here we go. Third hour of a very busy day, chock full of information and uh, things that will make you angry. And I'm still, I'm still shaking my head over something that broke late yesterday. The story that Bill Cosby broke his silence to tell us that he wasn't going to talk. Wait a minute. What just happened? Yeah, Bill Cosby decided he was going to talk to Michael Smirkanish to tell us that he's not going to talk. What? It makes no sense. That's the kind of world we're in right now. That's exactly the kind of world we're in right now. And so uh, there's really nothing to report because there's nothing he's going to say. So we move on. I have more on the Donald Trump story and the Jim Comey memos, the contemporaneous memos, and and the statement that Comey claims Trump made to him. A couple of different statements that irritate me. You cannot mess with freedom of the press, Mr. President. That is one place we will have an army in the streets. I guarantee you, I guarantee you the media will not let that happen. And, um, yeah, lock up journalists who print leaks. Well, how about you fix the damn leaks, sir? This is why I believe the White House is about ready for some kind of major shakeup. And we do hear that the president is furious. Even with Jared Kushner, apparently, the golden child, the son-in-law. We shall see. Now, I wanted to get to a story I've been putting off. I've been talking about this all morning. I hinted about it. It's a story that, frankly, makes me angry because I'm a supporter of this great American company. I'm talking about McDonald's. They made me angry earlier in the month when they announced they were going to get rid of, they were going to get rid of the high C drink and, and they're going to replace it with something different. But every now and then, maybe once a week or every other week, I crave a Big Mac. Does that make me a bad person? I hope not. And a medium-sized order of fries. I can't drink the carbonated sodas from McDonald's because they have the high fructose corn syrup. So I usually end up with a hot tea and they have stinking Lipton tea. Thank you very little. But this story is not about the Big Mac or not about the French fries or even the hot tea or the soft drinks. This is about McDonald's, I think, really putting, uh, putting their foot in their mouth with an ad. The ad ran in Europe, primarily in England. And it features a young boy at the beginning of it. I didn't know it was a McDonald's ad till the very end. As a matter of fact, I, I could have played it for you. And you would not have known it till the very end. It's a minute and a half ad, and I can cut off about 20 seconds of it. But it has a a child, probably 13 years old, a young teen. And he's opening up a box of what appears to be artifacts, items from someone who's no longer with us. Because you can see he takes the watch out and puts it on his wrist. 
Then he picks up some of the pictures and some of the writings, and he looks sad. And you just wonder, somebody died in this young man's life. And this is, you know, when at the end, this is what their life is reduced to, a box of artifacts and memories. I guess I should have used the Jim Croce term, photographs and memories. But this this young child then goes downstairs and finds his mom ironing in the kitchen and remember, you don't know this was a McDonald's ad. It's just a, a story, apparently, a little mini documentary of this, this young child. And he comes into the kitchen. Mom. Yes, love? What was that like? So he asks mom, Mom, what was that like? And I suddenly realize this is a child whose father isn't living at home. This is a single-parent household where the mom is raising a teenage son. And dad has apparently passed away. And the kid, never knowing dad, wants to know what dad is like. So mom takes him out for a walk and starts talking about his dad. He was big and cuddly, your dad. Tall as a house. With big, big hands. Now, she says he was big and cuddly, your dad. Tall as a house. And thick, big hands. And the kid who's not very tall and the kid who doesn't have thick, big hands is kind of looking at his hands like, I don't have thick, big hands. And I'm thinking this kid, kid's kind of feeling maybe inadequate or I, I don't know where this is going. It continues. He was never scruffy. Always smart. And his shoes. So shiny, you could see your face in him. So she says he was never scruffy, always smart, like smartly dressed in his shoes. So shiny, you could see your face in them. Well, the kid is a little uh, scruffy himself. And he's a little unkempt and his shoes are dirty. So now this kid, he's got to be feeling, I have nothing in common with this guy. I'm not tall. I don't have the big hands. I'm not well dressed. My shoes aren't shined. They keep walking. Dad played football, didn't he? Yeah, it was good. Cap- Dad played football, didn't he? Meaning soccer. And, and she goes, yeah, he was good. They say this because they're watching some kids play soccer and a ball comes by and goes right past the kid. He tries to kick it to them and misses it. So he's not a soccer player, apparently. I think. Captain of the team, she said. He liked techno. Yeah, he was a right catchy dad. A wow with all the girls. So he liked techno, and, and as they're walking past a couple of young girls about the same age, mom says, and, and he was, you know, popular with the girls, and they give this kid kind of a kind of a sideways glance. And now you're thinking, boy, this kid can't play sports. His shoes are a mess. His clothes aren't cool. He's not a big guy like his dad, and the girls don't like him. Wow, you're making him feel so good, Mom. Did he have blue eyes, like me? No, brown. So the the kid wants to know, did Dad have blue eyes like me? And Mom tussles his hair and goes, no, brown. And after she says that, they walk into a McDonald's. They walk into a Mickey D's, and they sit down. And the kid slides a tray as Mom picks up her McCoffee. And gets ready to share lunch with the child. Now remember, she's trying to tell the kid about 
the dad he never knew who apparently just passed away and he got the, the box of, of artifacts from his dad. And he's apparently nothing like him. And then he sits down for lunch. Now, he still don't know this is a commercial for McDonald's until this very moment when the kid opens up his lunch and he's got a filet of fish with the tartar sauce dripping out of the side. And, of course, the filet of fish is perfect, first of all. It's perfect. It's got a nice fluffy bun and the fish looks thick and the tartar sauce is just the right amount. And I never get it like that. But here he is opening it up and mom finally, finally delivers the real message of this statement. What was your dad's favorite, too? Tartar sauce. Well done, his chin. That was your dad's favorite. Tartar sauce all down his chin. And the kid's face lights up and he takes a big bite of that beautiful filet of fish sandwich. And his mom is thinking about dad and the tartar sauce dripping down his chin. The kid pulls back the sandwich and sure enough, he's got a big glob of tartar sauce on his chin. And what happens? We cut to a big McDonald's logo. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. McDonald's, this poor kid, he's got to feel like he has nothing in common with the dad he never knew. And then the only thing that his mom can see in the kid that he and his dad shared was their, their love for a good fried fish sandwich slathered with tartar sauce. You know, the, the marketplace reacted. There were people who actually called Mickey D's in England and said, what are you doing? What really, what are you doing? This is how you're trading on grief. You're actually, you're actually putting out a commercial that exploits childhood bereavement. It's a fail, Mickey D's, a fail. They pulled the ad and the British Advertising Standards Authority says they've received about 100 complaints and there are more coming in. And they've objected to the inappropriate and insensitive use of bereavement and grief to sell fast food. And many have com- complained that the, uh, the ad was also just a little close to Father's Day, if you know what I'm saying. So this poor kid who's lost a, a parent... I know it's only it's only an ad, but guess what? There are kids that lose parents every single day. And McDonald's has apologized. They have taken the decision to withdraw the dad ad, removed from all media, including TV and cinema. So this was running in movie theaters, too. They said it was never their intention to cause any upset. I'm sure it wasn't. But somebody's got somebody's to have a a moment where you stop and look at these ads and say, this ain't right. You can't do this. You're trading on tragedy. You're trading on bereavement. Just a dumb ad. Yes, I will still visit my local Mickey D's. Don't worry. You haven't lost me. I just would like, and I know it's probably too much to ask. I just want the perfect filet of fish when I go in. 
it never it always looks like somebody sat <laughs> sat on it before they put it in the bag. I'm just saying. But McDonald's, you get a thumbs down on this one. You can still see it. I'll, I'll click on or I will uh, tweet a link to the YouTube file because it's uh, currently on YouTube and it's it's garnering significant attention. But if I'm wrong, tell me. Do I do I step over the line in saying that this is a bad idea? Or do we need to give McDonald's a little spank on the back of the head and go, cut it out? Michael Pelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin on demand. If you were a communist giant brain and you spent 10 years in a think tank with people with 180 IQ to come up with the best way to damage the United States of America, you could not have come up with a better idea than the environmental movement including climate change and Earth Day. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800 1645. That's 800 600 1645. 800 600 1645. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800 733 9813 immediately. That's 800 733 9813. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes store barnes and noble and other outlets they handle everything editing cover design copyright protection printing publicity and distribution so if you've written a novel children's book cookbook inspirational work poetry or a biography and want to get it published then you need to call page publishing and do it immediately call 800-733-9813 now for your free author submission kit again for your free author submission kit call 800-733-9813 that's 800-733-9813 your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-733-9813 for your free author submission kit. The Blaze presents drive Through History. News of Columbus's fantastic exploits had exploded across the continent. Join Dave Stotts on a fun, fast-paced trip through ancient civilizations and the founding of America. Today it's known as the Declaration House, and it's where Thomas Jefferson drafted the Declaration of Independence. Experience the people, places, and events that shaped our world. Drive through history, Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern on The Blaze. If you or your family love the freedom of swimming any time of year, if you love sharing good times and making great memories, or if you want one of the best total body workouts ever, then it's time to discover the three C's of your very own endless pool. The first C is convenience. Imagine swimming year-round in your own private swimming pool, installed indoors or out, just steps away. The second C is comfort. With sculpted spa seats and your own adjustable temperature, you can easily escape the stress of your day. 
And the third C is cost. Your endless pool is an affordable luxury at a fraction of the cost of a regular pool. And here's a bonus C, choice. Because when you call for your free endless pool idea kit, you'll receive information on our full line of pools to suit your budget and location. Call now for free information, 800-284-4146, 800-284-4146. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Coming up in the next program, we're still doing Cal's app of the week, apparently. Hey, I changed people's lives, okay? We'll update the latest D.C. hypocrisies. Imagine that, hypocritical yeah. people in D.C. Who knew? And it's graduation season. We continue with more crazy commencement addresses and also pastrami. Yes, delicious. I really should have started with pastrami. The Morning Blaze, weekday morning 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Piero Pelka. I am keeping an eye on the Dow Jones Industrial Index, which today is down 313 points, now 315. The Dow does not like instability. The Dow Jones Industrial Average of the 100 biggest stocks, I think it is, on the financial markets, uh, taking a dive today, taking a little correction because... There is uncertainty in Washington, D.C., and I'm not necessarily saying uncertainty around the president and the potential for impeachment, but all of this distraction around Donald Trump, all of this, all of this hubbub that's created by all of this drama slows down the agenda. And that's exactly what the Democrats want. The Republicans had control of the House and the Senate and the White House. And guess what? They should have been in there Day one with a binder. Here's what we're going to do on Obamacare. Here's what we're going to do on tax relief. Here's how we're going to get rid of all those onerous regulations that have been putting their foot on the throat of business for the last eight years. Here's how we're going to actually make America great again. But no. All of this has led to this hollering in the halls, hair on fire, called by not only the media, but people on the right and the left now saying we're going to have to have more hearings. We're going to have to have maybe an independent investigation, which starts from square one. It starts from zero. And so nothing's getting done. Nothing in D.C. is getting done. I realize that that means bad regulations aren't being written either. But we had a president, a Senate, and a House all controlled by people that don't like regulation, that don't like taxes, that don't like government control of health care, and they're all busy chasing rabbits. So Schumer and his crew are going to make this last as long as possible because it hurts the opportunity for the Republicans to make real change. And I got a feeling that that if this goes on much longer, tax tax rollbacks, changing in the tax laws really are not going to be even on the table. There's not going to be any time. So it's this is why I, I believe this is why you're seeing the reaction out of the stock market. And granted, the markets have been up since Trump Trump has taken office. 
But what what's happening now is a shock because of instability. You're not going to get things done. You're just not going to get things done if you're busy somewhere else, pointing pointing and putting out fires. And that's what's happening. John McCain actually came out and said it. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday John McCain was speaking, got caught in the halls, and, and said what many people have uh, thought was the actual situation. Bob, the only thing I can say is I think we've seen this movie before. I think it's reaching the point where it's of Watergate size and scale and a couple of other scandals that you and I have seen. It's a centipede that the shoe continues to drop. And every couple of days, there's a new aspect uh, of this uh, really unhappy situation. And, you know, my friends, none of us, no matter what our political leanings are, no matter how we feel about uh, Trump, uh, feel this is not good for America. John McCain, obviously not a fan of Donald Trump, but John McCain, a guy who has been a, a loyal party member who would have helped drive through the Trump agenda, speaking pretty clearly. And I, I just I always bristle when he goes, my friends, because I'm just tired of the my friends thing, because we're not. We're not friends. We hired you, or at least the people of Arizona hired you. I didn't hire you. So I'm not your friend. Stop calling me your friend. Senator Angus King, an independent, was also tapped by a bunch of networks to come up and throw in his three cents on things. I just want to be clear. If, in fact, these allegations reported first in The New York Times and now being confirmed by CNN and other news organizations, if these allegations, Senator, are true, are we getting closer and closer to the possibility of yet another impeachment process? Reluctantly, Wolf, I, I have to say yes, simply because obstruction of justice is such a serious offense. Um, and I say it with, with sadness and reluctance. I'm not... This is not something that I've advocated for, or, or uh, the word has not passed my lips in this uh, whole uh, tumultuous uh, three or four months. Uh, but uh, if indeed the president uh, tried to uh, tell the director of the FBI who worked for him uh, that he should uh, drop an investigation, uh, whether, it, whether it was Michael Flynn or whether it was some investigation that had nothing to do with Russia or politics or the election, uh, it's, uh, that's a very serious matter. It is a serious matter. I still think the more serious matter is the press and the attempted, alleged attempted suppression of the press. So those of you who are always Trumpers who don't like me raising any questions about the president, I'm sorry, but you have to answer the questions if we're ever going to hope to get to the point the point where we can get answers, the point where we can then start moving forward on the agenda, repeal, replace Obamacare, fix the tax programs. I'm going to throw my hands in the air if anybody complains that calls me disloyal. I'm anything but. I'm principled. Come on back. I, I have more I have to share with you including the president's commencement speech from the weekend. Was it borrowed? Sounds like it might have been. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I know this is radio. I know it's radio, and I wish I could play this video for you. Uh, Last night... CNN held a presidential candidate debate. I know you're thinking, wait, wait, wait. Did Mike just wake up and think it's still 2016? Or or does he think it's 2020 and we're already debating between candidates? Neither. Neither. But CNN actually, apparently last night, thought uh, we might as well get a jump on 2020. So they had a debate between John Kasich and Bernie Sanders. I'm not kidding you. This actually happened last night. In the midst of all the Comey news, CNN had booked this debate. And they had these two guys, two, two guys who lost, although I think, I still think Bernie got screwed. Two guys who lost, and one of them who was such a bad loser, he couldn't even show up at the convention in his home state where he is the governor. I'm looking at you, John Kasich. So Kasich, (laughs) Kasich is asked about impeachment. And his answer, I want to play for you. But if you get a chance to see the video, I should upload the video somewhere. It's a big file. It's about a minute and 20. If you get a chance to see the video, the most hilarious thing is going on in this video as John Kasich is answering Bernie Sanders is squirming like a five-year-old in class who needs to go to the bathroom. It is the funniest thing. First, his hands are shaking. Then he's pointing like, hey, 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 hey. I got to talk about this. Uh, let me talk about the impeachment. But Kasich is giving a, an answer on whether or not what's going on now uh, has risen to the point where we have to consider impeachment of President Trump. Now, granted, this is from a guy who was so ticked off at Trump, he could not even bring himself to show up, to show up at the convention in his state where he was the governor. I thought it was the height of rudeness, even if you don't like him. If he shows up at your house and he's the guest of honor in your house at a party that somebody in the family threw, You still welcome him. Put your pride to one side, John Kasich. All right, here's here's Kasich on the uh, impeachment. I don't think we're there. I don't think that we know exactly what happened. The Russian uh, investigation is very, very important. Not only has Russia hacked into our elections, but they have also hacked, as, as it appears, into the French elections, into the Austrian elections. Their use of cyber, uh, cyber warfare is, uh, is growing. And uh, frankly, we need in our country a single cyber command with a single person in charge of that command because the, uh, the different agencies and bureaus argue among themselves. 
but I think we need to find out exactly what happened on that, and uh, it's critical for us. And that's why I think these investigations should not just be about the the uh, the, the Comey mem- uh, memo, but I think the investigation ought to, ought to encumber everything. So we're only halfway through his answer. Bernie has already expended more calories, just as Kasich is answering, more calories than Donald Trump expended playing golf last weekend. He is waving his arms like a windmill. He is moving his hands. He's reaching. He is basically begging to respond. And he's, he's still Kasich still has more to go. Uh, the the uh, Russian hacking, what happened there, the associates of the Trump campaign who may have been involved. We got to get to the bottom of all of it, not just pieces of it, but all of it. But it is very, very serious when a foreign power is not only trying to disrupt our elections and our communications, but elections and communications throughout the world. And to think they are our ally is ridiculous. And Bernie mentioned it. Well, right, real quick, right. Let me finish real quick, Bernie. So, See, Ber- Kasich is even noticing because the wind from Bernie's hands as he is flailing away a couple feet from him is making Kasich's hair move. And Bernie's actually starting to go, hey, hey, uh, uh. He's, he's, <laughs> he's just spitting out syllables to try and work his way in. You take a look at Syria, where they have worked with Assad. And, and there's a slaughterhouse over there right. or whether what they've done in Ukraine or the threats in the Baltics or the cyber attacks all over the world. There is no way I would share anything with these people because they are not our friends. Senator Sanders. Well, I think, you know, John is certainly I'm not going to torture you with Bernie Sanders response. But if you get a chance to see the video, it's one of the funniest things I saw yesterday. And believe me, yesterday we needed funny. But Kasich completely dodges. The reality that we, America, we mess with elections all over the world, too. We are trying to influence elections to get our friends elected to run other countries. Barack Obama was in the middle of the French elections. He was endorsing Macron. We have for decades had people on the ground in countries trying to get our buddies in office. That's how it runs. It's no shock that Russia does it. They're trying to get their friends in office. So, you know, calm down. Calm down. But you have to see Bernie. Bernie's, Bernie's all over the place. There is, um, there is a little Nikki Haley update. You guys know how I feel about Nikki Haley. She's the greatest. She is my favorite pick from Trump. And I fear talking too much about how great Nikki Haley is doing, because the more we mention Nikki Haley, it seems like the Trump administration thinks, you know, she's just getting too much, too much attention. She's just too popular. She's just doing too good of a job. She might overshadow the boss. So I'm torn. Do we give Nikki Haley some love? Well, I I can't let talent sit on the sidelines. Nikki Haley talking about North Korea because North Korea is still a problem and we need to make sure we're keeping the squeeze on North Korea. We need to make sure anybody who's doing business with North Korea is crushing them. If you are supporting North Korea, you're against the rest of the international community. And what we're saying now is you have to send a signal to North Korea. We all have to send a sign to North Korea, and that is no more. No more. Literally, no more.
We're not fooling around, North Korea. You are either with North Korea or not. And what that means is, when we are talking about sanctions, are these countries putting these sanctions into effect? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's cool that you can say, hey, we're, uh, we're slapping some new sanctions on North Korea. But if you tell us that you're sanctioning North Korea, and then the next day we see giant ocean vessels going to North Korea with oil and God knows what else, we know that you're just full of Bravo Sierra. And we are now going to um, really kind of tighten the screws on this. We're going to make sure we put the pressure on them economically, diplomatically, politically, and internationally in any way that we need to. And what about the last one? What about the militarily? If if Kim Jong-un does one more missile test, I'm telling you, South Korea is getting very nervous. The brand new president of South Korea yesterday or very, very early this morning said there is a real possibility of an armed conflict with North Korea. The new president has come out and said that. And that's not going to calm down Kim Jong-un. I still think, you know, that, that he was emboldened by everything that's happened of late with the new president in South Korea. He is, uh, well, we believe the fingerprints of the North Koreans is on the latest ransomware attack. We believe the fingerprints of the North Koreans could have been on the Starbucks hack yesterday that prevented Starbucks from getting uh, all of his all of its um, electronic fund transference software operating properly. So I'm glad Nikki Haley's on the case while everybody else is futzing around with all of the stuff with Donald Trump and Comey and screaming about impeachment, our ambassador to the United Nations is doing the right thing and uh, putting the screws to, as she said, putting the screws to the North Koreans. You know, I I still have a little more left of the, the media montage of their fascination with impeachment. This was from yesterday. Just yesterday, the media mentioning impeachment in their interviews with members of their panels and or Congress. No, I'm not suggesting that. Uh, Congressman, what is your case for impeachment? But now we're talking impeachment. Do you think this is a bridge too far? What do you think of this impeachment possibility? What's more needed to prove obstruction of justice than the president fires the guy coming after him after asking to drop the case? What more do you need? Uh, Is that impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't. It's the only remedy. Yeah, there's growing talk, at least, about impeachment within your party. Uh, You have Congresswoman Maxine Waters. You have Congressman Al Green, uh, Congresswoman... um, Tulsi Gabbard, all, all talking about impeachment for this president. Uh, you heard Jeffrey Tubin say it would be an obstruction of justice and potentially, as you know, Senator, that could be impeachable. That could be an impeachable offense. And there it is. The guy who's leading the impeachment cheer on the media side, Wolf Blitzer. He's the guy who's on that two-minute montage more than anybody leading the cheers. I want to thank our friends at Grabian for putting that together. They noticed it, slapped it together, and sent it our way. Stepping aside for a quick break. When we get back, we'll wrap up today. We'll see if there is any any new breaking news. Apparently, there might be something that just crossed the wires. I will share it with you next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I have to tell you, I'm very excited. I got a shipment yesterday from our friends at Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. That's where you need to go. You need to find out why I'm excited about this, why I'm no longer taking any over-the-counter pain medication. I don't take prescription meds because I use all-natural Relief Factor. It has changed the way I deal with what I thought was chronic pain. It's not chronic pain anymore. The inflammation is gone, so the pain is gone. I take it three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The packets are perfect. They're set up in the three-week quick start pack. It's nineteen ninety-five. You need to call them. 800-500-8384. I waited. I waited too long. And then eight days later after I started, boom, no more handfuls of those green liquid gels. I am taking only all-natural anti-inflammatory relief factor. And guess what? Somebody in my house has said, amazing. You need to let me try that. The shipment arrived yesterday. We will track her progress. 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. Check out relieffactor.com. So much happening today. I'm almost afraid to turn off the TV or walk away because yesterday, the minute we left, boom, James Comey says, I wrote a memo. Oh, boy. The White House says, not accurate. Now we're going to see... Everybody get the real words out of Jim Comey's mouth when he sits down with Jason Chaffetz. And what does the president say? Well, he's meant to be giving a speech congratulating the Coast Guard graduates. And he gave this little statement. Look at the way I've been treated lately. Especially by the media. No politician in history... And I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. You can't let them get you down. You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. Well, Mr. President, that's all well and good. But if they aren't getting in the way of your dreams or they aren't getting you down, why are you bringing it up at our graduation? It's our graduation, sir. You know, I think he's showing his thin skin a little bit. And I just want it all to come out. Let's just get through it so we can get back to repeal and replace, crush the regulations that have been crushing us, and then lower the damn taxes. But it's it's got to be difficult when people like Joe Scarborough go on air and hit him with stuff like this. The message that I would politely like to send not only to people that work inside the Trump White House, but also to conservative media outlets that continue to defend him. I've been doing this for 25 years. I have seen day-trading politicians that would take anybody in sight, throw them up, spin out, and let's be bipartisan here. Bill Clinton did the same exact thing to women on his cabinet back in the 1990s during his scandals and humiliated them, had them go out, as Maureen Dowd uh, wrote in a a blistering op-ed this past year, and he hid behind these women whose reputations were sullied by lying and defending Bill Clinton. Read about it in Maureen Dowd's column. It's not worth it 
Donald Trump is not worth it. He will use you and he will spit you up. He will throw you out. Look at the last 72 hours. Joe, I I don't know if all that's true, sir. And I certainly think it would be unfair to make those accusations without their without him to defend himself or without his staff like Sean Spicer made. Maybe you invite him to come on the show. I'm just saying. It's going to be an interesting evening. It's going to be an interesting Thursday. You have to pay attention. We will get through it all together as we search for the truth, which has no agenda. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.